loving God, modeling Christ, and serving others. This is the Hope for Macomb podcast. Thank you, ladies, for bringing Mary's song uh, to our attention on this Christmas Eve. I just want to focus in the scriptures on that song for a few moments with you. Uh, This past Sunday in worship, we considered the person of Mary in the Christmas story. We thought this past Sunday about the faith of Mary. You imagine an angel saying these words to you as a young teenager. She had amazing faith. She trusted God. Do you remember the last thing the angel messenger said to Mary after this incredible announcement? It's in Luke's Gospel, chapter 1. Nothing is impossible with God. Do you believe that tonight? Related to your salvation. Jesus, the one who died for your sins, he rose again. Nothing is impossible with God. Many have entered a Christmas Eve service here tonight, all over the world, with a lot of burdens, a lot of concerns in your heart. There are many people with family challenges. Often, Christmas is the loneliest time of year for some people. Marriage problems, concerns with children, financial struggles as we're about to end the year and begin a new year. How will the Lord undertake for me in the challenges I'm in? Many serious health challenges people are facing. Nothing is impossible with God is what the angel shared with Mary and she believed. We considered our second thought past Sunday on the servanthood of Mary. She served Jesus. She said, be it to me, to the Lord through the angel messenger, be it to me as you have said I'm the Lord's, the old King James's handmaiden. It's I'm the Lord's servant. Be it to me as you have said. I pray as we look at the biblical character of Mary, we see her faith, we see her servant's heart, and also how she did the right thing. She did what God asked her to do. There is no greater joy for you this Christmas than experiencing Jesus as your Savior and offering your life back. It's by faith that we trust in him. The story we're remembering that came through the angel messenger to Mary, the conception of the very Son of God, it's a miracle story. It takes faith to believe in the supernatural, God working outside of the natural order. We pray you have faith tonight. We pray you trust in Christ as your Savior, and we pray you believe that all that God intends for you, all he plans for you is possible in your life, for he is able to do the impossible saving souls, sustaining people in times of great crisis and struggle. God is great and God is good. When Mary became pregnant in this supernatural way, through the power of the Holy Spirit of God overshadowing her so that what was conceived in her was the very Son of God, when Mary believed God and took this step of faith, allowing her body to be literally the God's instrument that he could use for these holy purposes, she went to her Aunt Elizabeth's house. You just heard the ladies sing it beautifully, and I want to read just a few words of this amazing narrative. It's in Luke's Gospel, chapter 1. It's one of four hymns, one of four songs, right here in Luke's Gospel, the first two chapters. The one word I want you to focus on just for a moment with me before we return to some inspirational video clips and the great closing hymn together, just for a moment, I want you to focus on one word, magnificate, magnify. That's the first expression that comes to Mary's lips. 
as she just bursts forth in song in Elizabeth's house, her aunt's house, when she receives this amazing greeting from Elizabeth that when Mary walked through the door, the baby in Elizabeth's womb, John the Baptist, another miracle God worked in an older woman's life, the baby leaped in her womb and her older aunt describes what an honor it is that she would be so blessed to have the mother of our Lord enter her home. And Mary says, my soul, it magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he's been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary praised God. If you're familiar with the Old Testament saints, it's a very similar prayer in song that a woman by the name of Hannah offered to God, and it's recorded in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 1 through 10. Hannah, too, praised God at the miraculous conception she experienced. She pointed out the fact that from generation to generation, God is faithful to people of faith, sharing mercy, sharing grace. Aren't you grateful today that what Hannah believed about our God in the Old Testament era, what Mary confessed about our God at the conception of Jesus in the New Testament era is still true today. From generation to generation, the mercy of God is known. We pray tonight you've received his mercy, you're living in his grace, for that alone saves you. This idea of magnifying the Lord, I mean, if you really grasp through faith how great God is, if you grasp through faith that Christ is your Savior and you trust him, you too would have to join with Hannah and join with Mary and magnify the Lord. It's to speak highly of him, to magnify, to praise the greatness of God, to magnify, to make large the Lord, to make long to expand. We pray in your life the Lord is made large. We pray you expound upon his greatness to those in your home and those you live and work around. Would you magnify the Lord? The psalmist, that's the great ancient hymn book of God's people from 3,000 years ago. Chapter 34, verse 2 says, My soul makes boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. I don't know what you're boasting about this Christmas. I pray the greatest thing you boast about is God. Make Jesus famous, the one who saved you and came to be the Savior of all people. The psalmist continued in chapter 34, verse 3 to say, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. 
I echo that sentiment with you here tonight, that we'd magnify the Lord here at Hope Church. You'd magnify the Lord in your families, in your homes. Make him known. Lift him up. Exalt his name. 6930 of the same book of Psalms says, I will praise the Lord of, of God, the name of the Lord my God with song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. We find in the birth of the church this same thing continuing. In the book of Acts, chapter 10, verse 46, many miracles were being done. They were speaking in tongues as the Holy Spirit of God gave them utterance, doing the miraculous, and we're told that God's name was extolled. A little later in Acts 19, 17, we read, the name of the Lord was extolled. That was throughout Ephesus as missionary journeys were spreading around the world. His name was being extolled. We pray tonight that you would join Hannah and Mary, and the psalmist, and the early church with magnifying the name of the Lord. If you haven't yet trusted in Christ, I know it's a step of faith. If by faith tonight you might take that step, we would be honored to pray with you here while everyone else is rushing off with their families to just take a moment right here at front by the candles. It'd be our honor if you come forward to pray with you that you may begin magnifying the Lord. Like Mary, though, you may be also facing impossible situations, challenges you know you can't go through this Christmas, even enter into a new year without the Lord's help. Maybe you need to pray for some concerns in your life or in your family. It'd be our honor to pray with you over those things tonight, too. We pray that together we would learn a lesson from Mary that the most important thing we can do in our lives is, is praise the Lord, magnify him, and make him great. And then you'd really have a joy-filled and Merry Christmas. Would you bow your heads with me for a word of prayer? We will close the service in a few moments after a little more singing and another clip, but just in a quiet moment. Christmas is often a very busy, hustling time. You may be hustling off to dinners tonight, family events, in a hurry to get home. Tomorrow, too, may be a busy time with lots of gifts being open and big meals. Could we have a moment to pause in quiet? And in the stillness of this moment in the Lord's house, would you magnify the Lord from your heart? Would you exalt him, thank him, make him great in your life? We ask that you would do that right now. If you need prayer tonight while everyone else is quietly reflecting on the greatness of God, his goodness to you personally, to those in your family, to us in this nation, would you slip your hand up where you are if you'd like prayer tonight that God may be made large in your life, that like Mary, you might be a person of faith and trust Jesus as your Savior, that you would enlarge him in your thinking and in your living and allow him to be proclaimed through your life. If you need prayer today to accept Christ by faith and to make him large and magnify him like Mary did, we'd be honored to pray for you if you slip your hand up where you are this evening. Lord, we lift you up. We're amazed, just like Mary, at how great you are, our God, and that you take humble, lowly people like us and you use us for your glory. We give our lives back to you, even as Mary 
said, I'm the Lord's servant. Take me. Use me for your purposes. We join with this mighty woman of faith in giving you our lives. Take our lips. Take our hearts. Take our thoughts. Take all of our resources and our abilities. They're all gifts from you anyway. Take the numbers of our days and use them for your glory. Father, as we are winding down in prayer this Christmas Eve, we can't help but be thankful. Thankful for the way you've been with us as a people. So many in our own congregation have been struggling this week, and we give you Chris Shimon, thanking you for blessing him through a challenging week and giving him strength. We give you his dear mother and sister and all the other family that worship in this church regularly and his family far away too. May you be close to them this Christmas Eve, and we thank you for the gift of this day and the health you've given. We give you our sister, Carol Hairline, who's not here tonight with her husband, George, just up the street at Evangelical Home in physical therapy. Comfort Carol and the whole family. We ask your blessing on them. As many are struggling in our church family and are not able to be with us at Christmas, they're struggling physically. You know every need in this, your house. You know the needs of those all over your world. And we give you back our lives. We give you the church, the body of Christ, and pray that you would use us to magnify your name. Comfort those who need comfort tonight. Offer salvation to those who have yet to receive you, Christ, as Savior, and may they receive you this Christmas in their lives. Give courage to those who are struggling. Increase our faith like Mary that we may do your will. We seal these prayers in our hearts and we pray them through the magnificent name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor George Johnson. Thank you for listening today. The hope for Macomb and the entire world is Jesus. We pray that you commit your life to following Jesus. If we can help you in any way, either in coming to receive Jesus for the first time or in taking those important next steps in your walk with Christ, please do not hesitate to contact us. God bless you and keep you close to himself. The Hope for Macomb podcast is a ministry of Hope Community Baptist Church in Sterling Heights, Michigan. Visit us online at hope, the number four, macomb.com.